The Astros go to the Windy City, the south side of Chicago, a team they've dominated all season long. They win the first one in remarkable fashion and then get blanked or score one run in two games. So they lose two out of three in Chicago. But here's the good news. I'm here with Jeff Ellis from Locked On Indians, and they gave us some help. They took two out of three against the Oakland A's, our division foes. That's right, to keep us three and a half games atop of the American League West. So we are going to cover this, the Indians matchup versus the Astros coming to Minute Maid Park and trade deadline talk on tonight's Locked on Astros. Let's go. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and you can find us. We are your daily Astros podcast. I am H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Eric Heisman is out enjoying some golf this week, and I'm bringing in the one, the only, the incomparable Jeff Ellis from Locked on Indians. Jeff, welcome to the show. Tell everybody where they can find you. First, just want to say thank you for having me on. Uh, you can find me over at Lockdown Indians or on Twitter at Jeff MLB Draft. Uh, if you've been curious about draft stuff, my show last week was 90% draft with uh, with some talk on if you're an Astros fan, maybe skip Friday where I'm talking with uh, Jason Burke from the athlete uh, from Oakland. But other than that, yeah, it's been uh, very easy to find at Jeff MLB Draft. But I'm here to talk about the Indians, not the draft today, even though, side note, I think the yeah, Relative to draft position, the Astros, I think, had a top five draft. No, yeah, definitely. They did maximize their draft. And if you're wondering about prospects, you need to go to um, MLB Prospects, Locked on MLB Prospects. They're covering all the future stars of the MLB. Host Aaron Layton brings you player interviews and farm system breakdowns every day. If you want to know about the Astros, the Indians, whoever it is you want to know, go to Locked on MLB Prod prospects on audacity or wherever you get your podcast that's right they have a complete coverage so we come off this series where we came into the south side of chicago completely dominated their starting pitchers rondon um I'm, I'm sorry, Rodon, uh, Keichel, whoever came in and we we pitched we we went against we dominated them up until two games ago. And I want to blame this on Space Jam 2 because ever since Space Jam 2 came out, the Astros are 0-2. So owed to bad sequels um, in the movie front. But we have some reprise, like I mentioned in the intro. The Cleveland Indians played the Oakland Athletics, our division foes, and took two out of three. So the Astros have been one of the hottest offenses in the major leagues. Record-setting type of offense how has the Indian season been going? And you guys are on the outside looking in, but y'all are knocking on the door, correct? Yeah, it's it's been an, uh, a case of like months, I guess the best way to put it. Things were looking really good in May. Uh, sitting, I just checked the standings. They are uh, three and a half back. Uh, Blue 
Jays and the Mariners are actually ahead of them for those next two spots behind Oakland. Uh, or not, yeah, Oakland and uh, blanket on uh, Tampa for the wild card. Top of my head, I think. Uh, for the Indians, uh, things were vastly improving. We were coming up to a very easy June. Our rotation got hurt. Uh, hey, please act pitch today. That's the second game back. Uh, Bieber has been gone for over a month. Savali has been gone over a month. Uh, it's two all-star arms down. Uh, if you look at the Indians' top eight pitchers, like depth chart-wise, at the start of the year, seven out of eight have missed significant time, which is more than two to three weeks due to injury this year. Uh, some of them have been ineffective when given opportunities. But just it's the thing I keep talking about on my show. Even you go to all the way down to double A, the top five starters listed on their double A team uh, had combined through mid-June to throw a grand total of zero pitches. Uh, just struggling with health all over. So there wasn't even a, a young arm to really push from the upper minors because they were down to more org arms down there. Uh, they've been kind of just moving stuff around, seeing what works. Uh, Cal Quantrell maybe is going to work out for them as a starter. They've been slowly building up his innings, and it's it's always a bit of a ride with him, but he's showing more effectiveness. Uh, Eli Morgan is someone I have liked back to his, I want to say, Gonzaga days. I've always been, it's been one of those uh, favorite little stories where at the start of the eighth round, I'm like, hey, isn't it time for the Indians to draft Eli Morgan? And then they did. So I've kind of, you know, it's, I always tell, it's like, it's that story and it's me getting the White Sox draft pick right in September, two years in a row. Uh, just yeah, being able to look at data, predict stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm Morgan's, it, it was a rough debut, but since then he's, he's looked better than a lot of the other young arms. Uh, Morgan is, is the pitcher in this series. I have the most confidence in, uh, going on the, uh, what is that Wednesday game? Okay. Uh, McKenzie has the best upside. He's had some stellar games, but he was known for being a control guy in the minors. But when he's been in the big leagues for an extended period of time, he was leading at least the American League, if not all of Major League Baseball and walks, really with his command. But he's at points where he's just been absolutely brilliant. Uh, you're getting ends of the extreme with him. So I, I'm not confident with him going up against that Houston offense. And J.C. Mejia had never pitched above, I want to say low A, possibly wow. high A. Uh, he was. Yeah, he's uh, he's he struggled this year. He's he's yeah. one in four with a seven point four two ERA with only twenty seven strikeouts. So yeah, he, he definitely has had his struggles. Um, he's been hurt a lot in his development, and he's. I mean, that's that's the that's a brutal matchup. That's uh, he's the pitcher that I can't wait for someone to get healthy. And it's not to knock him, but like Sam Henches, they took out when Savali came back, which is good because Henches had his own struggles. But Mejia is the next guy who's going to get removed when uh, someone gets healthy. Yeah, so the Astros seem to have some pretty decent success. A lot of the hitters um, only have a couple at bats, but they have a lot of one for twos up there. Brantley, Altuve, Alvarez, and Alvarez has been in sort of a slump. I do not know what's going on with Alvarez. Um, he had four strikeouts the other day in the game. Um, he's just not seen the ball well. Some people have speculated. You know, he's from Cuba, and um, Cuba not to not to get into politics and everything, but with all the unrest going on in Cuba, and I believe he had the um, SOS Cuba on his hat or on his shoes or something, um, kind of sending a message showing support. 
And so I can imagine that something like that weighs weighs heavily on these guys, Absolutely. especially especially if that's your home country, that's where your family is. And that's always a concern because I think someone had tweeted out who broke Alvarez. And I said, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a breaking. I think a, it's a growing pain. You're a baseball player. You're going to go through slumps. The best players go through slumps, right? I mean, the, the Altuve's, the um, Ramirez, you know, all those guys go through their slumps, but there's gotta be something else going on mentally because it's just, he's just swinging and missing a lot. Um, But my, my thing is this um, with, with with the Houston Astros coming into Minute Maid Park, they actually played better on the road than they do at home. Um, I can see them taking two out of three against Cleveland, but I don't know that it's going to be like a barn burner where where they're going to score eight, nine, ten runs. They definitely have that potential, but the last two games they've only put up one run. They've they've only I think I think amassed like six, seven hits total in the last two games. Um, do you, how is y'all's offense? I know y'all just just beat Oakland the last two out of three. Is your offense firing on on all cylinders where your pitching is missing? What's been interesting? So this series, uh, Friday night, Bradley Zimmer hit a home run, and then today he hit a home run, and those are the first two home runs he's hit all year. He has been scuffling badly uh, to the point that a lot of us were like, okay, it might be time just to designate him for assignment, move on, try something new in center field. And then he was arguably the Indians MVP this weekend. Uh, Daniel Johnson, who a lot of us have been looking to see for a while, who's one of the big pieces in the Jan Gomes deal from the Nationals, uh, also had a home run tonight. There's some young players stepping up. Uh, Harold Ramirez has been phenomenal. Uh, they got him off of waivers from the Marlins. I wasn't a fan of the move, I'll be honest. I can say when I make a bad call. Uh, he's got like a runs created plus of like 110, 115. He's been really good. Bobby Bradley, who they called up, who again, I was not the biggest yeah. fan of. Uh, has played quite well. Uh, they, they have those. And then when you got Jose Ramirez, one can make a case. It's like he's one of the, well, there's no case we made. He's a top three player at his position. Like that's just end all be all. I don't see any way you wouldn't put him amongst the top three third basemen right now in baseball. He's been, what, a top three MVP in the American League, three out of others. Uh, so they've got those players. I mean, there's still the holes uh, and there's still questions, yeah. but but they're playing better. And the bullpen is, and that's just the strength of the team. If, which is crazy, because if the Indians don't, uh, if their closer doesn't close the save on Saturday, this is a sweep of Oakland. Yeah, uh, no, they were they were very close to a sweep, but the bullpen is still like the strength of this team. See, where the bullpen is not the strength of this team, <laughs> the bullpen is the absolute Achilles' heel, and there's there's a lot of talk, and we're gonna get into trade speculations right now and um i'll go into detail more about what i've what i've heard about max scherzer um and of course um i'm heel says yes he would cost us a lot yes he would um and everyone's like well we don't want to give away as much as we did for grinky but honestly those four players we gave away for grinky there's only one that's on a major league roster playing everyday major league ball and that's josh rojas so i don't know that we really gave up too much yeah we may have given too many players but it's not like they're out there beating the world up. But you guys are literally, you guys are three and a half games out of the wild card. Seattle is in front of y'all. That is the surprise. The American League West has four teams above 500, and Mike Trout's coming back. So the American League West race is starting to heat up and becoming one of the more interesting divisions in the American League where you thought, like the the AL Central, you're like, okay, that's going to be a division where where I thought the White Sox, the Indians, and I thought the Twins, and the Twins have just been like nothing. I mean, they've they've been 
they've been nothing burgers all year. And the big play, I think, is out in the East where you got Boston who's holding their own. I really thought they were pretenders. I thought they were paper champs. But, hey, hey something, you. you know, and it's it's just, I mean, they're playing great baseball. Them, the Giants, um, the American League is shaping up to be, I think, a fun race where you typically have a traditional National League East, National League West storyline, right, you know, towards the end of the season. This year, I think the storylines are going to come straight out of the AL. Y'all have your work cut out for you with Toronto and Seattle in front of you. But I think Seattle being in our division helps you guys out because they're going to get beat up on, I believe, by us, by the Angels. And so I think for you guys, it actually bodes well where you are because you are only three and a half out. Um, if y'all can steal a couple of games from us this this series, which I wouldn't want, um, that would bode well for you guys really, really well. No, I agree. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm just to go back to what you said, like, I'm still not buying on Boston. Like, I'll just put it out there. It's that starting rotation is, you know, maybe it is what it is, but I'm just kind of shocked by the performance of a lot of those guys there, like performing as well as they have. Uh, I've seen a lot of good first halves. Let's just put it. I, I, I think at times, uh, you know, we see some regression. So we'll see if it happens. Maybe I'm wrong. I still think the Rays are the team to worry about there. But I, I feel like with the Indians right now, they just got to get healthy. They just, no, yeah, definitely. And that's when your top three, you know, getting uh, Fran Mill Reyes back this past week, the past week since he's been back has just shown how huge that is. Like he's got the, the, like the fifth or sixth best home run rate amongst hitters when he's been able to play and stuff like that. And top three starters, uh, so I think they got a chance. It was funny when we were doing all of our crossovers before the season began because I just had to sit here. And, and hear from everyone why they thought like the Tigers and the Royals uh, were going like, to like, you know, pass the Indian year. And it was, it was a lot of like, not saying that people thought the Indians were going to be fifth, but definitely everyone I talked to was definitely putting them on this big decline. And I'm like, hold on. They still have, you know, a, a top, top end pitcher and a, a few guys in there and up coming minors and they're about where no, they yeah, should definitely. be. So well, I, I mean, think they're got- in a good solid position to maybe sneak. I mean, that's this whole team is built off the idea that the one world series we made recently was the one we had no business going to. That was the year right. that three fifths of that rotation was hurt and they learned the lesson. Hey, all you gotta do is make it and get lucky. So they are just, you have to, you have to get hot at the right time. You know, um, I'm, I'm here recognizes here. Jose Ramirez is arguably top three, but it's close with Bregman, um, Arenado and Rendon. So, I mean, there is some respect for your guys there from H town, but I want to say this, if you're betting on who's going to make it to the world series or will the Indians make the playoffs, you need to go to betonline.ag. It's the easiest way to place all your sports bets. They've got all the sports action. They've got the information. They've got the latest news. You're not going to be betting on someone who's injured. They know what's going on when it's going on. So go to betonline.ag. I myself have done that. I actually won some money during the shoot ball. I'm not even lying. I can't tell you how much it wasn't a ton, but it was more than I had ever won betting because I'm not an avid sports better, but bet online was my guide. So what you do is you download the app or you just go to betonline.ag and you check them out. And when you go to betonline.ag and sign up, you use a promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus. So when you deposit, they'll give you 50% of your deposit for free. That's right for free. So check it out. If you want to bet before the first pitch happens during the Astros and Indian series and you want to bet on on who hits a home run first or or you want to bet who wins the series, go to betonline.ag. They are there for NHL, NFL, NBA. I mean, where 
wherever you're betting, heck, you may be betting on the next Bachelorette series, which um, I'm sorry if you are, but if that's your thing, who gets the rose, I'm sure they've got props for that. So go to betonline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. Um, with that being said, yes. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna address some uh, trade things here. We're gonna um, I'm gonna address a couple things. Um, the Starling Marte thing is absolutely not gonna happen. Um, I, I I did some inquiring within and talked to a couple people that I know that basically they know people connected to the organization and Marte that is noise. Um, John, John Heyman, no offense. A, A, he blocked me on Twitter. So he's soft. I don't know why a national guy would block a podcaster. Um, probably cause I gave him crap about his horrible tweets when he's like wrong 90% of the time. He's a yeah, national he, baseball guy. He gets he attacked, it wrong a lot. He attacked, huh? uh, MLB trade rumors once about their, uh, arbitration estimates. I'm like, uh, why would you go after them about their arbitration? of all thing it was just it was big it just showed somebody who was very insecure he he tweeted some terrible information about the indians uh this past week in terms of yeah. them being sellers where it was yeah they could be sellers but it's like it was just so disingenuous it was like he made it sound like they're gonna sell big pieces they're not if they're gonna sell something well, it's like right. cesar well, hernandez and Ed, eddie rosario it was it was just disingenuous you know it wasn't lying but it was not uh it's it's well, Heyman being Heyman. Exactly. He basically said that the Astros were in with the Phillies and I've, I forget the other, th I, I've got it on my phone. There were three teams in on Marte. And basically I believe that from what I'm being told that Pedro Leon is the future center field for the Houston Astros, even though he's been playing like 80% of his time at shortstop lately, he is the guy that they have out there. They are not going to do that. And then also Max Scherzer. So, um, the person I'm speaking of, Michael Schwab, um, he he tweeted out. And whenever whenever different people tweet things out, um, some people say sources say this or whatever. He basically stated people that are close to the situation um, say that the Astros are considering Max Scherzer are in talks with the Nationals. Now, I don't know how deep that is. I don't know what that entails. What I'm hearing, Jeff, is that Max Scherzer doesn't just want to trade. He wants to trade in an extension. So that changes the game. Now, Jim Crane has told our GM, we are willing to go well over the cap. There is no cap. Just go. Just go get what we have to do. Crane wants to win now, and I get it. I think he wants to get 17 off his back. I think he wants to win a title outside of 17 and prove that his club is a world champion without this trash can thing. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a stigma, and I think that bothers some of the upper echelon up in the Astros organization because you're a billionaire owner, right? Um, and, and, and you want your organization to be at its best and a little side note, and I'll kick it over to you, Eric. Um, like I mentioned in the beginning, Eric is golfing this week, so he's out enjoying himself. He will be back. I will have some different guests on throughout the week. Y'all should enjoy. So Jeff, are you hearing any rumors about the Indians and their trade possibilities? Yeah, they're they're exploring things. They know what they have as a team. Uh, but big thing, and anyone who listens to Lockdown Indians knows this is like the drinking game I've made up, uh, is whenever I discuss ro roster crunch. Uh, they are already kind of, they have like maybe two to three week spots, uh, and then they'll have some free agents. They might be able to easily move about seven to eight spots. I've been covering the Indians since ooh, 2008 or nine. Uh, since that time, they have never had a roster crunch like this. The most I've ever been like is there are six players they have to add 
they need 12. They need 12 spots and they don't have 12 spots. So they're going to just get absolutely. There are so many teams like Baltimore and Pittsburgh that nowadays they're going to draft multiple guys in the rule five and they're going to pay other teams to draft players for them. Uh, we saw that happen with Pittsburgh this year. They know they're bad. They're embracing the tank full on. Uh, so they'll try young players. And if the Indians don't, I think they're more likely to be buyers than sellers for that reason. Like they have to package three or four prospects to get someone with control. They need to turn quantity into quality, uh, move a little bit more, try to get some proven talent. I know like in our group chat, I was talking about when, uh, when Dylan and Ethan were discussing a, a pirate's, Braves trade. And I was like trying to get in to, to steal Christian Pache for like four prospects from the Indians, just because they need to, uh, to do that with Pittsburgh being far away, but that's exactly what they're likely to do. Uh, just looking at, I mean, if someone really wanted Eddie Rosario, I think they would look to move him just because of cash. He's having a, a bad year. If some team needed a catcher, they'd probably move Roberto Perez because if you move Perez, you move Rosario, then it opens up a little bit more room. Uh, they're just, uh, there's been a lot in Cleveland in the athletic about them adding a new minority owner. Uh, that's, I mean, basically they got taken out at the knees when John Sherman went to Kansas city, he had up to 30% of that team. And now 30% wow. of that team is in escrow. Uh, they're really? waiting for I new, didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's essentially where, when you see all of the money cutting coming, uh, John Sherman was going to eventually own the Indians. And then the Kansas city situation occurred that's a team. That's his hometown team. You'd say, so to go let's there. do this, Jeff. Let's get you a GoFundMe account started. <laughs> and Jeff Ellis can become the minority owner of the Cleveland Indians. I mean, why not? You've been covering the team for 15 years. What say you, if we can get the money raised, you think the Indians would take it? I think as long as I, you know, whoever's got the money, I think they'll be fine with it. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't have any criminal record. Uh, you know, I was that kid in school. And you make uh, that locked on cash. Bro. I make you that, make that you cash know, money, man. I make that, that big time money. I, I've, uh, I've never been in trouble in my entire life. So I think that uh, I would be an easy sell, but then you'd also have to deal with all of my negative comments and statements about certain mm. players in the organization. Uh, not that I've been like running people down, but just, you know, when you run this podcast, we see, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the good and the bad and the ugly and <laughs> right we here. We got the good and the bad and the ugly. How much money will it take? I, I mean, the Indians are valued at what a little over a billion now or so a little short of a billion. Of the, so, so 30% of a billion, so you're looking at like 300 million. Ah, chump change. What are you talking about? That's like half of my, that's like, that's like a, that's like two months of locked on payments right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just about more or less, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, I just do the teaching on the side for fun. That's, that's purely what that, that job. Exactly. Yeah. We, we don't teach for the money. So, Hey, here is uh, a question for you. It says, if you don't, if you don't make the playoffs, do you sell this off season, the entire team, because you can't get good prospects and Nolan Jones is ready to come up too. Jones is ready to come up. They don't have a great spot for him right now. He's playing in the outfield and looking a little bit better there. Uh, Jose Ramirez is officially now kind of at his like 13 month watch. He is going to be traded in the next 13 months just because I don't think they're going to be, I, they can't pay him. Uh, even if you get a new minority owner in place, I don't know if they could, uh, there's a better chance of like a Shane Bieber extension than a Jose Ramirez extension just because Bieber's further away. But with Bieber and Savali, I don't think they would move them. So I don't think it's going to be a full sale because they they believe in the their system. It's T Tyler Freeman. Some people like more than Nolan Jones, and he's in Double A. And there, uh, Will Benson, who was the first round pick the year they took Nolan Jones. I talked about before the show, but 
and he was struggling horrifically for his first four years in the system. And right now he's got the highest runs created plus on the entire Indians minor leagues wow. and the fourth best amongst players in double or triple A who have spent time in center field this year. There you go. Yeah. All of baseball. So you guys moving up, uh, pitching is, is not as much. I'll be honest. It's definitely kind of an organizational weakness. I know that might be funny to people out there who follow the Indians. Don't follow the Indians that they have pitching organizational weakness, but yeah, they're going to be, I think they'll probably be chasing different players than the Astros. I do think like have, if Bradley Zimmer doesn't work, which he has not most of the year, they don't really have a ready-made center field help anywhere relatively soon. Uh, yeah, and they're not going to the same level of pitchers. <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, exactly. they, they tried to go for him before he went to Arizona. So there's maybe a small chance again where they uh, try to acquire him. Really? But I don't know if you know, they, they're so anti-rental. But I mean, like, you know, you guys are chasing Scherzer. We're more likely to chase someone like Wade Miley, like at different ends of the spectrum. So while I think both teams are going to be shopping. Hey, man, Wade buyers, Miley's got to know. I should say. Yeah, I mean. I think Wade Miley no hitters this year, so, I want to say, right? Didn't he even no hit the Indians? Yeah, and yeah one I, the I was going to say. Got he, no hit. He, Exactly. And, you know, that's what's weird. So I, I covered Wade Miley when I was writing for Climbing Tows Hill and he was on the Astros. Um, I wanted to pick. I was like, I don't know what to write about all year. They're like, pick a player and follow him. I was like, well, no one's following Wade Miley and I think he's going to have a great year. Well, kind of find out. I was I was Nostradamus for for a hot minute there and I followed him all the way through his success. At one point, I remember writing about how he was he had more he had more consecutive starts with allowing three runs and less than Scherzer, DeGrom, and like all these names that were on there that were on this list. And then he had that sudden fall off. And so that was kind of fun to write about in September. I actually met him at an RTIC store. Um, he, he, he signed the eight, eight by 10 photo, the Miley Chronicles, you know? Um, but Hey, you know, thinking about that and, thinking about how it takes a whole lot to get through a 162-game season, I can imagine that Major League Baseball players and even the USA track and field team probably would like to grab a Built Bar. Tell us about Built Bar. So what I always tell my Lockdown Indians listeners is uh, yeah, they're a sponsor, but this is a product I buy. This isn't just me talking about something because they're like, hey, talk about it. Uh, they sent us free trials, and I fell in love over a year ago. I'm on order five or six from them. I'll be honest. And when you use the code LOCKED15, and make sure it's LOCKED15, uh, I had some people trying to use the wrong code. That's the same discount I get as a repeat customer. As a repeat customer, I get 15% off codes mailed to me. So you're getting the same deal that someone who has previously bought from them gets. And they're all great. Uh, I love in our own chats where we discuss our various flavors that we love. Uh, and what shows that they're all great is it's not that we all love the same one. They're love and different things to love with Bill Bar. And there's always a promo going on. There's always out. And on top of the fact that they're absolutely delicious, they taste great. Uh, when I put them in my little health food app, it gives it an A grade. So it's delicious and it's good for you. And remember, when you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15 because A, you're saving money and B, that helps us out. So check out Built Bar. I, I also talk about my show. I'm someone who's gluten-free. Uh, I know that can annoy some people, but it's more because it just makes me feel better. And it's a gluten-free bar, and I've tried a lot of gluten-free bars, and most taste like building material. So if uh, that's an issue for you, uh, <laughs> go right. check it out. Yeah, definitely. No, that's 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 excellent because I know us in our house, I talk all the time about how our refrigerator is constantly packed. And when we get a flavor that we like, we make sure we order multiple boxes because they fly off the shelves. Yeah, I got three it's, grasshopper boxes upstairs for that reason. Nice. Nice. It says, so he said the Astros, so this is I'm heel. 
Um, I think the guy the Astros should talk about getting is most likely to come here. Someone like Blackman or Tapia. Now, um, Tapia, I believe, is dealing with some injury issues right now from the Rockies. Um, Blackman would be an interesting get, um, but I don't know that they want to fill the outfield with a veteran that they're going to have to pay a lot for, especially if they have someone coming up. I really think, hey, I've got the Chasmanian Devil shirt right here um, that was created by Breaking Tees. I'm sporting that. I'm trying to decide which one of the four new shirts I got from Breaking Tees. Um, I'm, I'm going to the game Monday. I'm going to the game Tuesday, and I've got a pretty good record, Jeff. Um, they've won a lot more than they've lost when I've gone. I can't say they've won every game. But I'm going to try to bring my mojo and hope we, we can take the first two and get the series from your team. So if they do that, you can blame me. Um, you don't have to Tapia blame me. That's a good uh, Indians target just to, to throw that go. in for you. You know, if you're going the other way from both of us, he uh, not a rental makes more would be someone that the Indians might target. Exactly. No. And I mean, Toppy is a nice player. Um, you know, Toppy is one of those guys where he's, he's not, he's not really talked about a whole lot, but he's got a, I mean, he's got a high ceiling. He's got, he's got speed. Um, he can hit, um, he, he, he plays a decent, he plays a decent, you know, outfield. And, and so, um, those are two names that I haven't heard mentioned, but that is definitely some interesting names. I still think that if the Astros are going to go, if, if they're not going to go all in with the Max Scherzer type of deal, that, that they have to go get someone like Scott or Fry from Baltimore. They've got to get Soto from Detroit. They've got to – I mean, look at these pitchers. And even even Rodgers in Minnesota, some people have talked about um, – oh, what is his name? Kenta Maeda. I, I, I know he's older, but he could be an innings eater. There's so many names that are out there. And, and the truth of the matter is nobody really knows unless they're James Click or Jim Crane. Nobody really knows unless you're the GM of the other team that they've been talking to. But like I said, I do know that the Max Scherzer talk is legit. The, the question then becomes, how much are you willing to give up? And here, Jeff, here's an interesting perspective that was given to me that I hadn't thought about. Because someone said, wait, you're not willing to give up top prospects for a really good trade but the Astros rank in the bottom of MLB, like 23rd at the most, at the highest. They have one of the worst minor league systems in the entire league. You're not willing to trade any prospects out of that system. He said, it's not like you're sporting a top five prospect list. And I said, you know what? That makes sense. We only have one top 100 prospect, and he's injured, Forrest Whitley. Outside of that, we have our top guys. We have our Pedro Leones, our Corleys, the guys that we think as a fan base are going to be somebody. But what do you think in our situation? Are we really giving up too much if we're a bottom tier or does the bottom tier top tier not matter? Because is giving up a good prospect always just giving up a good prospect? I would I just, you know, in defense of the system, I, I would argue, I think like Pena and Leon are both guys who, are at least it should be in the debate for top 100. I would probably, maybe I'm being too high on Pena, but I've liked him since his University of Maine days, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he uh, he was a developmental guy then, but he's you know he keeps plugging along, and yeah, it's Is always he, because he's he, because he's actually injured right now. I don't know if you yeah. knew that. And so, and so he's kind of come off everybody's radar of moving up. Pedro Leone is the guy, but Corey Lee is the guy that is her. killing it in Double A. We've we've got a guy in Triple A right now. Um, yeah, we had Jake. Um, oh gosh, I just I just interviewed the guy. <laughs> 
I know his name is Jake. Oh my God. I just completely lost his name, but he's crushing the ball. He's hitting home runs left and right down there in triple a Sugarland. And so, Oh, Jake Myers, sorry, Jake Myers from mm. Nebraska. And so, um, it's, I'd forgotten it, you it's guys just, had Ronnie Dawson. I saw him so much. Yeah. In school. No, and he's you, one of those guys that could be like a fourth outfield type that, I mean, I know he's not a big name prospect, but I, I don't know. I always get, I get stuck in the weeds. I spent a lot of years making theoretical Indians Astros trades for Miles Straw just because I liked his uh, athleticism and walk rates in double A. So I can get really badly in the weeds if I let myself. But uh, yeah, I mean, they've got Joe Perez was a big name as a pitcher slash third baseman. Uh, he's making his, a comeback. He's, and he's, he's starting to rebound. Yeah, he's I mean, starting to rebound. I know those aren't. And I know those aren't like the big names. Those aren't going to help you with Scherzer. But the thing with with the Dawsons and the Perez's and uh, the Jake Myers as well, they're not the centerpiece. Those are the guys you have to you need to have after you trade those. It's like you talked about earlier. Uh, I mean, Burns was hurt. No, uh, Martin Corbin Martin, right? Corbin he, Martin, yeah, yeah, he was hurt when that trade went down. So it's like there's still value in in players. I mean, but at the same time, I sometimes wonder how much that ends up hurting Houston, like. Exactly. They, you know, beer has not performed as expected or like uh, Derek Fisher was just like, Oh, by the blue Jays. Some of those players that came up through this. So it was teams get leery or weary, but uh, I mean, I think you gotta, you gotta trade something to get something. And if you're yeah, going to, I've always said with the Indians, it's like they had their window. Like I, I like the team. They can still, anything can happen, but their window was two to three years ago. And I always wanted them to go a little bit more all in they were kind of instead doing this, we're never going to full rebuild approach. So, so I mean, again, if you trade and Tyler Whitaker and Ulu, Alex Alue, yes. Aluau, you know, like those two guys are going to enter the top 10. And technically one could be traded as a player to be named later, but they're going to keep building. They're going to keep adding. And especially if you can, I'm all for trading guys in the lower minors. Like if, if I look at this team you know, if some of those lower pieces uh, can excite a team and be a centerpiece, I think I would I would go for it. I, I'm always of the the variety, though. That, like, if you got a window and you believe in it, go for it. So let's do this because we're right at 34 minutes. I'm going to mm -hmm. go ahead and finish the show. If you want to, you can stick around. We'll do an after the show show. And what I'll do is I'll send you the audio that is within this. So everybody, if y'all are listening, hang tight. Um, just make sure that if you're betting on the Houston Astros or the Cleveland Indians, it doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, um, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. That's the show. We're going to come back for a few minutes at least and do a little after the show show so we can continue this conversation. I know we got more questions from our from our viewers. If you're listening, that's why you should be tuned in to Locked On Astros on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. We are one of the fastest growing and the only daily Astros podcast. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. We're out.